Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. If you feel like your allergies are having a comeback tour and you want relief quickly, you can try Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny, and itchy nose and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use this directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding, and I'm really pleased to be joined by some guests here. Do you mind introducing yourselves? I'm Sam. I'm Jeremy. And we're Marion Hill. Are you down, did it, down, did it, down, did it, down, 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 did it, down, did it, down, did it, down, 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 We're very thrilled to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we have Marion Hill in the studio, and we're going to talk about their music, their new releases. But before we do, Marion Hill has brought us a pop song to deconstruct together. Indeed. <laughs> and that song is, drumroll, Ribs by Lord. It's my favorite Lord song and one of my favorite songs because I... There's like a genius structural thing going on that I've never seen anywhere else and that always twists my mind around. Mm. Okay, let's pause. I don't want any earth-shattering insights from Marion Hill yet. I want to first <laughs> listen to the chorus of Ribs together. Okay. The drink you spill all over me Lovers spill left on repeat Mom and dad let me stay home It drives you crazy getting old The drink you spill all over me Lovers spill left on repeat Mom and dad let me stay home It drives you crazy getting old Mm. It's like cathedral music. <laughs> okay, now we can begin. Marion Hill, what drew you to this particular song? I'd been listening to it for a bit as I was getting into Lord when that first album came out. And it wasn't until several listens in that I realized the verse and the chorus have the same lyric. The first verse and the first chorus, and oh, then the second right. verse and the second chorus. And the difference is that the melody is totally different and double-timed, hmm. and it's repeated. Hmm. So you get this crazy kind of meditative effect where you like get the words really slowly, and you're like sitting in them, and then the chorus comes along, and they're faster and repeated, and they're really sinking into your brain. Hmm. I've never seen anything like that where like if you're not looking for that, it feels like a totally new chorus because the melody feels so different. Hmm. Wait, I'm speechless here. I've just listened to this song like 300 times and somehow not noticed this. It's so yeah. sneaky. <laughs> Can we confirm this fact together real quick? Sure. Let's just spin the verse of Ribs. I drink you spilt all over me. 
drives you crazy Okay, there's the verse. Let's cross-reference this against the chorus we just heard now and confirm if this is the case. The drink you spill all over me Lovers spill left on repeat Mom and dad let me stay home It drives you crazy getting old The drink you spill all over me Lovers spill left on repeat Mom and dad let me stay home It drives you crazy getting old <laughs> Well heard. It checks out. <laughs> oh man, please don't take my PhD away. I, I swear I deserve it. Okay, so that's cool. What meaning do you see there? She's loaded those few lines with so much meaning lyrically. Mm. I think that's one of the things Lord does best is just like drives you crazy getting old for her to sing that. Mm. She wrote this song, she was like 17 yeah. or something. Yeah. And you're She's always like, been an old Whoa. soul. Yeah. Yeah. The lyrics really sit in and it adds to this meditative quality of the song. And it's also interesting because it keeps it moving in a sense, too, because once you get to the second verse, we just have the second verse lyric repeated on the second chorus. We don't get that first chorus mm. lyric again, I don't think. It also keeps moving. And then the end is just this whole new like B section that feels, or C section, I guess, that feels like a chorus in and of itself. That's kind of like the play out of sorts. Wow. I feel like I'm going to leave this podcast with more questions. It's really interesting. <laughs> that but, is absolutely uh, our I, intent. <laughs> no, that's really good. I I think it speaks to the power of repetition too. I think especially in pop music, we use repetition mostly for the choruses and for a very specific reason, but we often shy away from repeating verses. And I'm not really sure why that is. We've returned mm. to it on the choruses. It's generally frowned upon if it is different. Um, right. or, or we allow just a slight twist, but never identical or exactly the same. But this was really bold. Mm. And I really appreciate that they took this risk because most people yeah. don't. Certainly if there's some anxiety here about getting old, the <laughs> doing it slowly and <laughs> yeah. then speeding it up again. Yeah. Creates that sense yeah. Of yes. Totally. Yeah. Very yeah, true absolutely. also. I love it. Okay. So now we're digging into one of the central themes of this song, aging, which as <laughs> we've already oh, discussed is kind of insane coming from someone who's only 17 years old writing this song. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, it's a powerful anchoring sentiment here. And with that in mind, I want to return to the very beginning of the song because Mm -hmm. this is such a fascinating moment, I think. It's so surprising. Let's just listen to the very opening of Ribs now. Yeah, you described this as a cathedral, Charlie. I like that. There's something (laughs) ethereal, sort of heavenly here. I have an interpretation of this, but I'm wondering if anyone can illuminate for me just like technically what is happening here because it's such a unique sound and I have no idea how it's being created. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Y'all have any ideas? Um, Producer? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's vocal sample manipulating as far as I can tell. He's chopped up some harmony parts of hers and he might be reversing and doing them forward and there's definitely panning stuff happening and they're definitely being faded in. And it gives this kind of meditative building, like a moment is beginning. To me, this whole song feels kind of like a moment frozen in amber, like a, mm. like trying to like hold mm. on to this moment of her youth. And there's all these like specific descriptors, like being in a car, laugh until my ribs get tired, the title lyric. And I feel like the beginning adds to that. It's like, we're just going to stay here and live in this moment 
Yeah, I'll just add that the he in this case is the producer Joel Little, who yes. worked on this album with Lord. And I love this metaphor of something encased in amber because I have a similar reading. To me, this is like the primordial ooze of childhood. You know, it's like <laughs> that yeah. innocent yeah, 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 yeah. space before we become, I don't know, self conscious humans or something and it just there's it feels something very innocent <laughs> yeah. and, and free to me about it yeah and like everything's new everything is fresh mm. and bright and sharp and i did once make music for meditation and it sounded a lot like this <laughs> <laughs> not as interesting though well that brings us to an early interjection of something we like to do on the show called classical masters Ooh, because speaking of meditation there is this composer who I couldn't get out of my head as I was listening to the beginning of this song. Cool. And his name is Jacinto Chelsea. Any Chelsea heads in, in, uh, in the room nope. here? No. Nope. Anyone? Nope. Not at all. <laughs> all right. So this is a fascinating character from the annals of classical music history. 20th century composer, Italian count, raised in a, a castle. <laughs> Not too bad. But kind of an odd person, sort of a mystic almost, hmm. and used all his resources towards composing this really outre, very introspective music that to me sounds a lot like the start of this Lord track. It's very kind of ruminative and sort of slowly developing. Let's have a listen to a piece by Chelsea that's actually all about this experience of aging. And this is actually one called Memories, and it's for solo cello. Let's have a listen. So in this song, he's tuned the cello so that all the strings can play the same note at the same time, and then he just creates these slight microtonal variations up and down, mm. putting us in this, again, sort of like primordial trance state or something. Mm. Yeah, I think it also feels similar to Ribs in the, it's nodding towards a strict rhythm, but it's kind of like waffling around the edges, which gives you mm. this kind of, mm -hmm. we're not there yet, we haven't arrived, we're kind of letting this texture happen. Mm. Yeah, and both are doing a lot in playing with space. In the instance here, in the Chelsea, we have a cello probably in some sort of chamber hall. Mm -hmm. And so mm. the reverberations of the cello sound really add to it. So just to demonstrate what I'm talking about, here would be a cello totally dry in a small room. And then you put it in a chamber hall and you add this reverberation and it creates a sense of space. And you have the same thing happening in ribs where there's these mm -hmm. vocal chops and yeah. synthesizers, which if on their own would sound pretty boring. Mm -hmm. But when you add in the reverb and probably some other delays, all of a sudden you're just waffling around yeah. in giant space. Totally. And we could reach even further back for these primordial sounds. We could go to <laughs> Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, which starts with this sort mm. of like oh, cauldron yeah. of creation. And speaking of creation, we can go even further back to Franz Joseph Haydn, who has a whole oratorial called Creation that similarly begins with this moment of like the cosmos coming into being.
it makes me wonder why we gravitate towards certain sounds to um, depict certain emotions or certain feelings. I took mm. a music class in college and I forget <laughs> most of it, but I remember we um, <laughs> we sort of touched upon that, why the strings, why do we associate certain sounds with feeling a certain way? Mm. It's a great question. I mean, I have zero scientific or cognitive basis <laughs> for uh, what I'm about to say, <laughs> but bring it on. I wonder if it's not like similar to what we heard in the womb, just sort of this washy, <laughs> just nonstop, yeah. like yeah. arrhythmic, muted. Yeah. It's just like ocean of sound that we're bathed in. Mm. And I do think, I mean, I'm about to also speak without a basis in research <laughs> about the subject. We're all going to try. Um, I think there's an interesting thing. Harmonically, there's like the overtone series, which is this kind of universal thing. So mm. the open intervals mm. that we're getting in both of these, they feel simple and open mm. in contrast to if you have like tighter, more layered chords and there are like thirds and sevenths and whatever then it feels intrinsically more complicated and, and unresolved. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I love it. That opened up many more doors than I was expecting. And <laughs> it's such a powerful way of situating us in this theme of aging before we even know what the song is about. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think there are other subtle ways that she reinforces this kind of youth and age dichotomy. Uh, one that I really like is something she does with the vocals at key moments in the song mm -hmm. where she'll actually double track her voice, which in itself is not that unusual, but it's the way she does it where she'll double track at the octave. Mm. So we'll hear a low Lord, and mm -hmm. she has an amazingly low voice, which I love, <laughs> yeah. and a high Lord at the same time. Let's have a listen to one of these kind of high-low moments. And I've never felt more alone It feels so scary getting old mm. It's like future lord, past lord, <laughs> present lord. Yeah, I mean, and as much as I hear the low voice is sort of more mature and knowing and the high voice is more, I don't know, innocent and mm -hmm. uh, that's all I got. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, I hear that. Because it is a very commonly used technique, but I think in this context certainly lends itself to, yeah, that feeling of, of anxiety and this question that she's asking or that she's wrestling with, mm. really. And I think yeah, that it's an octave and not a harmony also adds to that yeah. feeling that it's not like a different part. They're both singing the same things, but they're different voices doing it. And mm -hmm. as a listener, it kind of throws us off a little bit because you don't actually know which one to tune into. Yeah. So your attention is constantly flipping back yeah. and forth. And I think that that, in terms of inducing anxiety yeah. uh, <laughs> or inducing yeah. anxiety about aging, it right. kind of right. does that because you don't know where to pay attention to. Right. The present, past, future, yeah. whatever. And that's a good I point because I think harmonies sort of w would reflect this because they fit together. Like mm -hmm. it sounds like they're supposed to be there, but mm -hmm. there's tension in this mm -hmm. and it's... It's not quite distracting, but it certainly, right, as you said, sort of draws your attention and you don't quite know where to focus. Yeah, no. the voices are far apart. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Is that a technique that you've used in Marion Hill as well? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's so interesting in this context. We have not used it to evoke aging specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I freak out about it, but <laughs> not in song yet. <laughs> Is there a particular song that comes to mind that we could play a clip of here? Trying to think when we... Yes. Mistaken. Of course I'm mistaken. 
Yeah. I've been trying to shake it, but I know there ain't no mistake. I've been trying to shake it, but I know there ain't no mistake. I was a little surprised when you picked this song at first, but then I was listening to it more. I saw more and more resonance with your music, which we'll get to mm-hmm. in a moment. Uh, yeah. And especially the kind of attention to vocal production and sort of using all the different sounds of the voice is something that mm. Lord does really well. And I think mm. Marion yes. Hill does really well as well. Thank you. I feel like they're even similar production worlds. The two of them yeah. really defined sort of a moment in pop and like a style of pop music. And he Mm. was one of the first people that I remember to really use space and silence Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. music. And Jeremy can certainly talk more. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, and I can, I can just remember when Lord's first, like the love club EP came out and was all over hype machine. I was in college and listening to it all the time. And a few months later was starting to formulate what would be Marion Hill stuff. So it was definitely mm. like this, this first mm. Lord record, the song specifically that I loved. It was stuff that was really in our heads as we were starting to define ourselves. And like, definitely as Sam was saying, like the minimalism and the space and the songwriting of what they made. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's another yeah parallelism in the aesthetic I didn't think about for Royals for that to appear on the radio mm-hmm. I mean that was pretty it's like drum track and vocals yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that was pretty crazy there was and it's really harmonically like really it. interesting too yeah. yeah. So you're like, well, if they can do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a lot of silence for the radio and something yeah. or a lot yeah. of space and mm. minimalism. That mm. was something that we sort of wrestled with, too, and worked out. <laughs> but yeah. but she paved the way for sure. Finally, I think there's something in the song that really gets at the experience of aging. And that's that the song references another song we can listen to the first verse of this song and hear the lyrics the drink you spilt all over me lovers spit left on repeat and lovers spit is another song it's a song by (laughs) broken social scene lord showing her indie bona fides So this is a track from the early 2000s indie rock collective, Broken Social Scene. Mm -hmm. We hear, I think, a lot of aural continuity here. It's a similarly Mm -hmm. very kind of spacious, spacey, Mm -hmm. washy texture. Meditative. Mm -hmm. It similarly feels like a frozen moment to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not dynamic in that way. It's not like a lot of ups and downs. It's just like we're here. Mm -hmm. Sit in this. Mm I think it's clever of her to use this reference here because I think the experience of listening to music is like something that we really connect with age, whether when you're young and listening to music and it feels so like liberating and such a rush Mm -hmm. or when you're old, Mm -hmm. you're listening to music and it feels kind of nostalgic and reminds Mm -hmm. you of Mm -hmm. your youth. It's a brilliant insertion here. And it brings me to a topic that I've always wanted to discuss on this show, which is what we might call songs that reference other songs 
in the song. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like a parallel to sampling, but it's not sampling. Right. No, right. no, But it's right. kind of a, it's, it's a sampling that occurs in the listener's head if they know oh. the song. <laughs> but you still exactly. are like adding that song to the song in a way. Right. So this would be a very rarefied category of lyrical references to other songs. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a book there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's uh, probably so many examples of these, but, the ones that come to mind are utterly random for me. Uh, I'll share them with you very, very quickly. The first. <laughs> and we were trying different things. And we were smoking funny things. Making love out by the lake to our favorite song. Sipping whiskey out the bottle. Not thinking about tomorrow. Singing sweet home Alabama all summer long. This one is that defies, Kid Rock? That's Kid Rock. Oh, and this wow. one defies your category because this is not just a reference to Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> this is like a total homage slash yeah, like actually, remake. Yeah, Probably ref- they yeah. had to license Sweet Home. Yeah. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Def- that was definitely <laughs> oh, clear. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so maybe that, maybe that <laughs> one was a stretch. It was the first thing I thought of, though. The same thing. <laughs> right, so maybe we'll have a subcategory within the subcategory of songs whose entire commercial raison d'etre is cribbing another song. What is that called? An interpolation? Is that like yeah. Technical yeah. Yep. Thing? And then there's our next example. My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick. Too much pressure and I'm nervous. This when the taxi man turned on the radio. And a Jay-Z song was on. And a Jay-Z song was on. And a Jay-Z song was on. What's Jay-Z song? Oh, so good. We all need to know. So good. I never what? thought, which song? You gotta call her. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's very clever. This is, sorry, this is Miley Cyrus, Party in the USA. It's very clever because you get to put whatever Jay-Z song you like there. Yeah. And she <laughs> yeah. references Britney, I think, it's in the your, second verse. Yeah, it's the second verse, it's the Britney That's song. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you get to slot whichever one yeah. of your choosing there. Is your favorite. Yeah. 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 I think Jay-Z and Britney Spears have been on a stage together. Though there's a danger, I think, in that you might want to just stop listening to Miley Cyrus and start listening yeah. to Jay-Z. For, <laughs> me, for me, it's Dirt Off Your Shoulder that's on, I think. <laughs> for me, it's... Uh, Lucifer, I think. Ooh, cool. I think in all these, and there are many more. Actually, I would love to create like a playlist of songs mm-hmm. within songs, mm. meta songs. <laughs> meta songs. But uh, I think these songs all have something in common, which is like by referencing another song, you create that feeling of nostalgia and youth for mm-hmm. the listener. Yeah. Because our memories are so associated with music, it immediately yeah. puts us, you know, wherever we were when we first heard that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're like creating a memory of a memory. And so you're just making more neural connections <laughs> yeah, of your yeah. youth. Well, it also situates the song in time with like that song as a reference point. And obviously it was released like when Lord was like five or six or something. But right. <laughs> <laughs> that that song has a specific timestamp, as does this one. And mm-hmm. you could, it like mm-hmm. situates it more in a chronological world totally okay right so there's layers of nostalgia Mm -hmm. Mm. so we'd love to hear from our listeners out there any songs within songs within songs (laughs) we'll create a master playlist but for now let's take a quick break but don't go anywhere because we're going to be back with marion hill to talk about their own song differently on side b 
Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. If you have allergies, then I've got a familiar scenario for you. You wake up on a beautiful spring morning and peek outside to get a feel of that nice breeze, but then you start to feel a little tickle in your nostrils. That tickle is the spring air telling you to go be a hermit and avoid the outside because you'll soon be a sniffling, sneezing mess. But don't listen to it. Allergies suck, but a good nasal spray makes all the difference. I personally learned that I suffer from adult onset allergies, and it's a real bummer. But a good allergy med makes all the difference for my ability to go out in the springtime to smell magnolias, my favorite flower. If you also want relief quickly to get back to breathing in the spring air, you can try Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Welcome back to Switched on Pop. Nate and Charlie here with Sam and Jeremy of Marion Hill. And let's get right into it. Let's listen to your new track from the upcoming album, Unusual. This is Differently. Tell me, does she kiss like me? Do you wish that we ended differently? Come on. Tell me, can she sing like me? She a king like me? Are you lost at sea? I know. Tell me, is she there like me? Do you care that she runs around till three? Do you? Tell me, are you missing me? Do you wish that we ended differently? I have had so much fun with this song and oh thank you <laughs> awesome it's been yeah it's just been such a treat analyzing this and i had a uh, kind of a revelatory moment that i want to share with everyone it might be obvious to other people out there but as probably the lord song already evidenced we're not always the best at listening to lyrics <laughs> and this song b- really behooves you to do so because i didn't get at first what i now understand is going on in this song that there's two narrators in a way mm-hmm. or i should say there's the narrator of the song we meet in the verse mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's the narrator sort of ventriloquizing the other yes. person mm-hmm. totally. that she's talking to mm-hmm. yeah in order to understand this let's just listen to the verse for a second i know the story i know it well know how much you miss him i can see how far you fell I know about her, I know she's new, but try to see it from a different point of view. I know you wanna see his face, and I know what you wanna say. Who are you talking to here, Sam? Yeah, so we're talking to a friend. It's about someone coaching their friend through a breakup (laughs) and going through all of those various frustrating emotions. Um, Mm. 
and just because we have a tendency to sort of vilify your ex, you know, right. when we go through this and or focus on the new person that they're with mm-hmm. and just sort of throw all these accusations and these insults their way. Mm-hmm. And the narrator's just saying, let's rise above this. It's not mm-hmm. actually about you. It's about him. Mm-hmm. And by the last chorus, we go from the narrator saying, I don't want you to talk ill of this person. And by the end, it is uplifting and we want you to be strong and understand that you should just walk away. So oh, yeah. it definitely takes you on a journey. Yeah, <laughs> It's hard for me to memorize. There, <laughs> there's a whole <laughs> narrative arc here. And as yeah. Sam was saying, in the beginning and the verse, our protagonist talking to her friend. And then at the end of the verse, she says, I know you want to see his face and I know what you want to say. Yeah. And then we get to the chorus. And what I understand now is you need to put quotation marks around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's hard for me to even talk through. I know. <laughs> I know. To even explain it. Put quotation marks around the entire chorus because this is what the friend wants to say. Correct. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Let's spin the chorus. Tell me, does she kiss like me? Do you wish that we ended differently? Come on. Tell me, can she sing like me? She a king like me? Are you lost at sea? I know. Tell me, is she there like me? Do you care that she runs around till three? Do you? Tell me, are you missing me? Do you wish that we ended differently? Friendly, friendly. So this is such a brilliant way to construct this song. We have like these two voices separated by a verse and a chorus and these two different perspectives the knowing narrator and then Mm -hmm. the kind of in the moment emotional state Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it blows my mind how you've like created these different musical and lyrical structures for each of those verse and chorus sections and each of those different emotional states so when we start in the verse for one thing we've got a very specific rhyme structure here which i love i don't want to jump your gun but yeah uh, (laughs) Uh, the I feel expert. the rhymes are definitely more spaced out on the verse, which I think gives it this more mm. conversational and mm. also like thought out. And it's it's just mm-hmm. slower paced. Right. And then the chorus, the rhymes are like a mile a minute. Yeah. <laughs> in a much more just like urgent, emotional saying stuff way. <laughs> it's like A-A-A. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> then it follows, I know about her, pause. I know <laughs> yeah. she's new. Pause. Not a rhyme. Mm-hmm. But, but try, try to, to see, see it, it from, a from a different point, point of, point of view. view. There's the rhyme. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Whereas in the chorus, well, first of all, the rhyme scheme is just the same rhyme over and over again. Yeah. Yep. Which is great. So it's like, whoa, we're in a very different place now. Yeah. Tell me, does she kiss like me? Do you wish that we ended differently? Yeah. Tell me, can she sing like me? Is she a king like me? Are you lost at sea? So now it's like just this E, 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 E rhyme over and over again. Like the woman can't stop thinking about mm, exactly. these things. Ooh. Also, that's good. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I feel like the E is the most abrasive vowel and mm. sort of putting on this other character, it's really appropriate to sort of have this thing that's like itching at you and kind of like yeah. E, E, E. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. And like it gets a little more personal here with Sam singing come on and it's like a little more intense and 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 visceral totally it's way less like thought out Mm. yeah right right yeah more in the moment Mm. and there's a musical change that happens too that i didn't really notice until i was listening to this song for the thousandth time there are probably a few but i want to focus on what's happening in the bass yeah so if we listen to the bass in the verse it's basically going 
upwards, right? It's going like a minor triad, G, B flat, D, you hear it going up. So we have this ascending, bum, bum, bum. But then when we get to the verse, it's very similar. In fact, the first two notes are exactly the, the same. Bum, bum. But then it doesn't ascend. Bum. It drops down to the same D, but this time an octave lower. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I feel like we have to apologize because it's interesting to look at the notes, but we have absolutely gutted your beautiful production. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't have any access to those incredible sounds. <laughs> so now I'm going to kind of riff on something you said. If the narrator in the verse is kind of like in control and then the, the narrator in the chorus is sort of like more in the moment and more emotional, maybe the bass does something similar because the bass in the verse is like very tight mm-hmm. and always like trying to rise up. And then the bass in the chorus, by contrast, is almost like angry. It's like descending down. It's fat. It's more... Legato. I don't know. It's there's two very different personalities at play here. Yeah, well, I think it's also the chorus bass is way thicker. The verse bass part is this synth part that has like sharper mm-hmm. edges and yeah. it's very particular. And then the chorus bass is just this really thick, deep, like you're in the club, mm-hmm. thick bass that I feel like has a lot of swagger to it, which is kind of the like white hot anger and jealousy mm. that the person is feeling and just like huh. letting that drive them. I, I feel like the deeper sub is more of a like primal emotional mm-hmm. thing. The verse to me sounds like a much more sort of common hip hop sort of bass sound. And when I get to the chorus, I'm like, oh, I'm in like deep house. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's really cool. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So if these binary basses weren't enough, there's even another level to this story mm-hmm. here, this drama. Let's pick up towards the end of the song, right before we get to the final chorus. We have this, frankly, kind of astonishing build section (laughs) that's going to take us into the final chorus. (laughs) So let's have a listen, because I think it's basically signaling, okay, there's something important about to happen. Let's have a listen to this build real quick. So let him. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So you better have some payoff after that. <laughs> and we do. We have a final chorus that, as you pointed out, kind of flips the script on yeah. the dynamic so far. Now it's no longer, do you wish that we had ended differently? Now it's, I don't wish that we had ended differently. It's declarative. Yeah. Let's spin the final chorus. I can see you're missing me and you wish that we ended differently on. Even if she sings like me, she's a king like me, you'll be lost at sea. I know you were never there for me and I'm sure she'll see what a fool you'll be. We don't. Even if you're missing me, I don't wish that we ended differently. differently. 
<laughs> you totally change your vocal quality so it's really clear to me that it's like you've gone from the protagonist Thanks. to the, like the ventriloquist style and then sort of back to like okay this is the this is the Thank first you. voice yeah it's funny it's something that i think i do to varying degrees of success <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. depending on the song but because there's so little eq on my vocals like it's really i mean there's just a little bit of compression i think but there's really no no effects added it's It's like yeah yeah, it's like really important to me as a vocalist to evoke a very specific moment and and feeling because i can't hide behind the production really it's so stripped down and bare so it's important to me that i do that or try to (laughs) but thank you for noticing well it makes me think about going back to that cello that we were talking about if you can put a cello in a different space to get it to sing differently same you can put a synthesizer in different space to sing differently yeah frequently the quality of vocals that we hear in pop music we enjoy because of all the things that have been done to them yeah and there's some beautiful moments in here where you've added some delays and things that add some interest but really you're having to use just the strength of your instrument and just the space of your vocal cords to be able to invoke different characters yeah that's very beautiful thank you thank you so much totally i love it in this final chorus we have a new vocal timbre we have these new sort of confident empowered lyrics and we flipped the bass lines yes i'm glad you noticed that i was really proud of that (laughs) oh that's the payoff i feel like that's my like archaeological discovery here yep so we've established that the verse has this kind of ascending very tight bass line and the chorus has this bass line that goes down and it's kind of fat and sludgy and I didn't notice this at first, but in the final chorus, we have a switch. The chorus doesn't get the fat, sludgy bass. It gets the tight, ascending mm-hmm. bass. Oh. Yeah. And then, and also, I should just, just even further to clarify that, the within the chorus, in the first two choruses, there's the structure of the fat, sludgy bass for the chorus lyric, and then for the like vocal chop that happens after, we go back to the verse tight figure, mm-hmm. and that is flipped in the last chorus. We switch right. to the sludgy for the chops, and we like rock out with that to the end. Oh, such a good payoff. Oh, we have to hear it one more time. <laughs> we gotta listen, we gotta listen. I can see you're missing me, and you wish that we ended differently, on. Even if she sings like me, she's a king like me, you'll be lost at sea, I know. You were never there for me, and I'm sure she'll see what a fool you'll be, we don't. Even if you're missing me, I don't wish that we ended differently. Ah! It's amazing! <laughs> Thank you. And it reminds me, it's, it's, there's so many parallels really Jeremy, <laughs> here to the Lord track. I don't know how intentional they were when you called out that, that <laughs> tune. But like, so in the same way that she puts the verse in two different contexts between the yeah. verse and the chorus, you've done the same thing yeah. here, but rather than lyrically, you've done it musically. Really, and by yeah. flipping the script, you've piqued my interest in the final chorus, right? Mm-hmm. You Keeping Thanks. people around for a full three-minute song is always the challenge. Yeah. And I'm back on that last chorus and oh my gosh there's something entirely new yeah, this, this, yeah. that's the different. fun thing about this song is if you don't finish listening to it you don't understand what the <laughs> right. song's actually about it's right. got payoff mm. i think it's so interesting too and i think it's just sort of a testament to how jeremy produces but if you listen to like most pop songs on the radio by the final chorus you just add elements to differentiate it and mm, to make it sound mm-hmm, bigger mm-hmm. but in this case we actually stripped it back mm-hmm, um yeah. which i feel like is pretty unusual well i think it's because the lyric mm. was so important yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that sure, i just yeah. wanted, wanted the production it. to just be like listen like this yeah. is this is the thing <laughs> i would also be remiss if i didn't talk about just briefly when we're talking about this sludgy bass uh the origin of the sludgy bass was from our session with boy wonder on this mm-hmm. song um, he's a producer that I've admired for a long, long time and like studied basically mm. who's done like countless Drake hits and mm. like work by Rihanna. And mm. 
Um, but we came into the session with this song lyrically finished, mm-hmm. hmm. but there wasn't that sludgy bass line yet. There wasn't that big thick 808 mm-hmm. line yet. And at the time I'd been sitting with it for a while and I was just like, I can't figure out how to make like it, it needs a switch up somewhere and mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. it, what it could be. And then working together with him, we found that subline, and he actually had the idea also of this thing where it's offset the second time around, which I have grown to really love. So it's like da 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 da, right? Which is another thing that makes it feel more like impulsive and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have one more thing. I just I would be also at an absolute loss if I did not point out. I know about I know she's new. There's a meditation bell in this song. Oh, <laughs> I don't no. know. I don't know if it actually is. I'm sure it's. Some sort I don't of think it actually. It's it's actually it's fun. It's it's. I forget even what it's called. It's just like some hat sample that I've really loved for a while. It's all over Act One, uh, our our last album. Huh. Less so on this new one. I think this is one of its only appearances, just because I used it so much on the last one. And there's a new sound on Unusual. That's um, I'm not sure what it is either, but it's like a similarly like symbol thing. But the one on Unusual, you can hear in in subtle thing and other songs, and it's like this boom. So thing. for me, it's not just the meditation bell sound, which is amazing. It's that throughout this, there's just all of these beautiful sounds. There's like a puzzle of sounds that you can uncover each time that I listen to this. Thank you. Whether it's the delays that are happening on your vocal, there's some terrifying screech that happens in the chorus. <laughs> there are all these things where it's like, oh, grabs your interest, um, which are beautifully deployed because the song is so minimal. And so every single time where a listener might sort of be like, well, okay, I get what's happening. Nope, mm-hmm. you surprise them. Yeah. And so I would encourage anybody who's listening to go in and find each of those little moments. The first one is that bell for me. I know about I know she's but there's dozens of them. Thank you so much. That is very much exactly what I strive to do when I produce. Um, an important thing for me also that kind of speaks to that is that I want you to be able to to anybody to be able to hear and identify every sound in the song. Mm. Occasionally I'll do it, but it's rare that I will have like kind of a wall or a big stack of things that it's unclear what's what. For the most part, I want you to be able to be like, I love that ding. I love Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. specific sound and for it to have its space so that you can hear and appreciate every little element. Mm. We have only scratched the surface of this masterfully constructed song. There's so much more to talk about from the juxtapositions of heavy and light sounds to the three-hour conversation we could just have, Sam, about your voice and the <laughs> various <laughs> jazz influences and the incredible yeah. control oh, you have. Gales. But, alas, you. we must save those for another day. Perhaps when the next album drops, we can have you back. We'd love that. Until then, where can people find your music and see you perform, Marion Hill? Yeah, so our album Unusual comes out May 11th. So until then, you will have to just be satisfied with the four songs we have released. Yeah, well, we have another. I'm not sure when this. When is this going to air? Oh, Next yeah. Thursday. Great. Okay, so so we have a new song, Wish You Would, that will have just come out. Differently is out now. Subtle Things also out. They're all on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you want to go. And we also are about to go on tour all around the United States yep. and Canada. Fantastic. We have a stop in Toronto. So if you like what you're hearing, come check come us out. We're almost certainly playing a city near you in the next month. Amazing. 
Jeremy and Sam, Marion Hill, thank you so much for joining us. That was really, really fun. And I, I sincerely hope we can have you back sometime. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. This was a pleasure. Was really I we, we have conversations like this as we write. Often. Like we, we <laughs> love true. to like dig in awesome. deep and I'm all about there being meaning behind production choices that tie in with the song, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really fun to have such a long conversation about those nuanced things that we we spent a lot of time on and then don't really think about (laughs) (laughs) very true that was the best validation of the reason why we do this project (laughs) and it it was mutual validation because that was the best validation of why we put all this love (laughs) nuanced thought into things Switched on Pop is produced by me, Nate Sloan. And me, Charlie Harding. Big thanks to Marion Hill, our editor, Bill Lance, and our designer, Luke Harris. We're a proud member of the Panoply Network. You can catch more episodes of Switched on Pop on our website, switchedonpop.com, on Apple Podcasts, where we'd love you to leave us a review, and on Spotify, where you can catch some of our fun playlists of the past and a future playlist. Please, if you have ideas of songs which reference other songs in their lyrics, <laughs> send them to us. You can reach us on Twitter at switchedonpop.com. On Facebook, if you haven't deleted all your accounts, facebook.com slash switchedonpop. <laughs> you might want to consider that. And uh, I think that's about it. We're going to be back again in two weeks. And until then, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. One final shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. You know what's a terrible question? What's your favorite part of having nasal allergies? I don't know, absolutely nothing. Luckily, you might be able to find some relief with Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's astaproallergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies.